Get excited, Ole Miss fans. There's a visitor that is in Oxford, apparently, that is in the transfer portal this window. And guess what? It's an offensive player. You're going to want to know who he is. Stick around. We'll tell you. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and, in fact, available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Thank you very much for that. Subscribe if you would. Anyway, I'm Stephen Willis. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, and thank you very much for spending your Friday morning with me. Now, with the news. No, seriously. Um, there's Logan Diggs, the running back from Notre Dame in the transfer portal window, is visiting Ole Miss. Now, this player intrigues me to no end. I'm really interested to what's going on because he was instrumental in the turnaround that Notre Dame had last season. So much so, he had two or three 100-yard gains. He ended up like a little bit over 800-yard rusher. And this was after not playing much the first couple of games of the season. He had four carries for nine yards against Ohio State. Um, seven carries for seven yards against Marshall. He didn't play all of that much. But then once he got the reins after that, Notre Dame kind of turned it around a little bit. He had 10 for 50 against North Carolina, rushed for 93 against BYU, 130 against UNLV, 114 against Clemson, 122 against Boston College, 88 against South Carolina uh, with 81 yards receiving. This is a six foot, 215 back, pound back out of, um, I think it's pronounced Butte, Louisiana, or Butte, or Boot, I don't know. It's B-O-U-T-T-E. If I'm mispronouncing your son's name, I apologize for that. Now, because of where he's from, there's almost a campaign of talking heads, influential people that are LSU fans that are interested in trying to bring him to Baton Rouge. They just assume that he is moving from Notre Dame to Baton Rouge for multiple reasons. First of all, whenever he was recruited to Notre Dame, Brian Kelly was the coach. So his home state school, his former head football coach is in town. So it makes sense that everybody would connect dots and think that Logan Diggs is going to LSU. Well, Logan Diggs probably has a little bit of street smarts, a little bit, a little bit of smarts indeed. And one of the things that's coming up is he's probably taking offers along the way. So he's officially visiting the Ole Miss Rebels. Now, I'm excited about this because of what it can provide. Now, you're not bringing in Logan Diggs to be the dude. You're bringing in him to be the, the grinder dude, the role that honestly Quinshawn played for Ole Miss last season, the one that you can get put in for a couple of series and he can just grind out yards running the football, the role that Snoop Connor played before Quinshawn had it. That is the role that they would be recruiting Quin, um, Logan Diggs for. Quinshawn is going to have a much more varied role this season. He's going to look like a different back. His lateral movement and everything in the spring game was next level. Um, Ulysses Bentley the fourth. he's like that Jerry and Ely type back. So essentially they have Quinshawn doing some of the stuff that Henry Parrish did. You have your Ulysses Bentley, who is a um, Jerry and Ely type back. You're looking for that other type. Now, Kedra Criscano might be that guy. He might not be quite ready. Well, I think we got spoiled last season um, with Quinn Sean 
for freshmen coming in. And this that includes me. I love Keetra Griscano. I think he's going to have an impact. For some reason, he's not ready to go. He's not ready to take the bull by the horns right now. What is your next option? Because right now, um, Matt Jones is in the transfer portal, the walk-on out of Jackson Prep, and Fred McAfee is currently the fourth team back. Now, Fred McAfee had a fine spring game, but Devin Thomas consistently had spring games that were great back in the late 2000s. That's just the way it is. Nothing against Devin Thomas. It's just spring game statistics. You don't look at them. Don't look at stats. Don't look at anything like that. You look at individual one-on-one plays if you want anything to take out of a spring game. Period. That's pretty much the limit of it. That's all you can take out of it. But there are going to be people that's been saying that Ole Miss needs a running back. Ole Miss needs a running back. And obviously this lets us know that the staff kind of feels the same way. Just to be safe. Because the evil little secret that everybody has is you never have enough. Players for college football teams, it's like money. If you have one quarterback, you need two. If you have two, you need three. If you have three, you need four. Running backs, if you have two, you need three. If you have three, you need four. It's the same thing. Just go position by position to whatever you want to do. You never have enough players. There's somebody that is in the Georgia fan base right now going, man, I I just wish we had more depth at safety. How are we going to replace these defensive linemen? They're they're having those conversations and to an Ole Miss fan that absolutely sounds ridiculous, but it's it's just the way fandom works. You never have enough. You can always be better. You're never you're never as bad as you think they are. You're also probably never as good as you think you are. But it, it's it's always something like that. That that is just fandom at this point. And so the running back you. Only three are going to generally play. I think if Logan Diggs commits to Ole Miss, Kedra Cascano is going to – he might redshirt, honestly. Because it's nice to have him on the depth chart, but there's not really more than three that's going to get a lot of significant carries as the season goes on. It just kind of is what it is. But Logan Diggs officially visiting Ole Miss intrigues me to no end. And what he could provide to this backfield, if you look at him statistically, the highlights on film – He's a Ben Jarvis Green Ellis style running back. He is somebody that is going to grind you five yards. Now, he has athletic ability. You've seen the video of him leaping over um, a defender in a game this season. Again, I think it was against Virginia. You, you saw him go 75 yards against South Carolina. I mean, he's an athletic guy, but he, he is a grinder stylistically playing the running back position from what I've seen. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. I'm pretty excited. Anyway, the six foot, 215 pound back, he'll be a junior, which means he'll be draft eligible, just so everybody knows. But technically, he has two years left of eligibility. So we'll see. 165 carries, 820 yards, and only four touchdowns, five yards per carry. I'm telling you, this this back is just like Cody Epps was before he got out of the transfer portal. He, he is an offensive player that actually feels a need and I am very intrigued by. So we'll see exactly what happens over the coming weeks as well. Coming up, we are going to start talking about the offensive line a little bit. We're going to mention like Victor Kern, the Quincy McGee. We're going to talk about how this offensive line is going to stack up because I don't think we've seen exactly what they can be moving forward. So, Anyway, look forward to that. Also, Tom Vanderford will be around for segment number three. But right now, I do want to let you know 
that today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever, Built. You got to try this, simply. If you're like me and you want to make a healthier snack choice, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. It's Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they're so amazing. You won't even think they're good for you. You've got to try this. What makes them so good? Well, they're all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how they do it, but all of these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. They're good for you. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar. It has a whopping 17 grams of protein. But now, here's the good news. Listen to this. If you hear nothing else, hear this. For years, we've told you to go to Built.com, put in Locked On 15, and order yourself a box of Built Bars and wait for them to be delivered. Well, now you can get them at Sam's Club and Walmart. Go to your local Walmart. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. I do love the double chocolate bar, by the way. If you're close to a Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. Also, if you want any specialty stuff that's not showing, you can still go to Build.com and they'll be there. Heck, try the promo code. It might work. It might not. I don't know. But, you know, it's, it's, it's worth a shot anyway. But seriously, you will thank me later. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Built Bars and you will be too. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day, every dayers tomorrow on the show. Well, no John Garcia tomorrow. Normally on on Saturdays we have John Garcia. Um, some stuff are going on employment-wise. We'll see. We're going to try and find somebody to fill that role on Saturday morning because I enjoy the Saturday morning recruiting angle that we have been doing. That kind of separates what we're be, we've been doing. So if for some reason John falls through and we can't get him or something's happened like that, we need to have somebody to put in that position for that because I, I really do like the – I like talking about recruiting. I like doing a lot of stuff on that side. Um, but I, I do want somebody that knows what they're talking about there that can be an expert for you guys. But I'll keep my eyes open. Anybody else wants to talk about recruiting, hey, DM me. I'll, I'll put you on the air. I mean, there's a track record. It's, it's, it's not like we're guarding state secrets here. So do that. Anyway, the one last position we need to talk about on the offense is the offensive line. And the offensive line was much, much maligned. Um, Jake Thornton is at Auburn now. And now they've been replaced at offensive line coach by John Garrison, who coached with Lane Kiffin at FAU. He came from NC State. He's originally a Nebraska lineman. And I honestly know of Nebraska people that were rooting for him to get the job um, when Matt Rule was hired as their head coach. But he's got some work to do. And now this is one thing I want to point out to everyone that maybe you don't understand. There's going to be different offensive linemen like Bradley Sal on the Brad and Chad show. He might have an opinion on what's going on as well. And his would be an educated opinion. His would be worth listening to for stuff like this. 
Because the one thing that offensive line coaches go from one to the other is they all have their set favorites, okay? You might have five players that are playing offensive line for one coach, and then all of a sudden there's a coaching change, and all of a sudden two or three of the players are playing in different positions. They're still playing because they're probably one of the best five offensive linemen that we have, but they've moved them around to do it in a way that makes them, the coach, most comfortable. So I'm waiting to see what John Garrison will do with this offensive line once they get their full accompaniment of players in the fall. I, I'm not 100% sure that Jaden Williams or um, the other tackle it, it will be exactly there. There's a chance that one of those could move inside. Jeremy James could go back to the outside. Will Caleb Warren be the snapper or will somebody else emerge? How will Victor Kern fit in the offensive line? How will Quincy McGee fit in the offensive line? Because theoretically, and I'm, I'm being dead honest about this, this offensive line is probably a net plus talent-wise where they were last year. The incoming Victor Kern and Quincy McGee kind of offsets the loss of a Nick Broker. Now, I like Nick Broker. He was a great player. I loved all the video of him super playing nasty and finishing blocks. But... I mean, I absolutely went to war for Nick, Nick Broker as well um, with a Rivals Raider about his grade going on. He was rated as the lowest possible three-star by this Rivals thing. Everybody else had him as a top-five player in the state of Illinois. They had him as like a lowest three-star. He was right above a two-star. And they argued with me flat. They tried to, tried to big-time me, for lack of a better word. And I simply told him, it's like, you don't know what you're talking about on this. You, you've missed this. I don't know what's going on. I don't. Did he steal a girlfriend? I do not know. But I knew Nick Broker was going to get drafted from the time he played high school. His feet were far too good. As long as he didn't get there and Royce Newman it to where he was 260 pounds or something, 270 pounds for most of his career, he was going to be okay. And he ended up starting as a true freshman at left tackle and as a senior moved to left guard to show that versatility. He snapped at his pro day. Uh, what I'm saying, I'm saying that to say this. Ole Miss is losing a very versatile player that is very good. So nothing that I say is about talking down to him. I am a huge Nick Broker fan. But Victor Kern and Quincy McGee, they, they alleviate that guard area that need, somebody that is going to be capable to play that position. You're also going to have Victor Kern, who has tackle experience, to where he's played that as well. So you're getting versatile lines to where you can kind of NFL model this offensive line a little bit going into the season. You're going to have players that can do different things. It's not going to be so specialized. Now, you might have a situation where Jaden – Williams or something like that is a left tackle and a left tackle only. But like Victor Kern, he right tackle, guard. Quincy McGee, guard, center. You know, those players that having the ability to play multiple positions are very important. Now, I'm telling you this is probably going to be a talent upgrade from what we saw last year. Now, what we saw last year was the quarterback getting hit an awful lot. And everybody is worrying about what the offensive line looked like last year. Let me just say this. Pressure on a quarterback is not always an indicative, indicative or whatever on 
the offensive line. It's not an indicator of that. Not just that. If the quarterback holds the ball too long, if the wide receivers cannot get separation to where nobody comes open and forces the quarterback to hold the ball long, all of a sudden pressure gets on the quarterback and it looks like the offensive line's a little bit of a sieve. Well, Jackson Dart in his want to throw the ball downfield and him waiting for receivers to break open caused a little bit of trouble in this offense. And whenever the offensive line run blocks on every play, because that's what they do. There's no like, you know, setting back pass set blocking on this offense generally. It's generally run blocking because this is essentially an RPO offense. And whenever you do that, it's going to be easy to honestly shed the defender to go around it to rush the quarterback. It's why it's important for quarterbacks to get the ball out of their hand quickly. It's one of the reasons you saw that Jackson Dark got the ball out of his hand quickly this spring. Because it's important. You don't have time to just hold it and force the ball down the field. Sometimes you need to hit the quicks to the tight end, to the slot receiver. Things that are making quick reads on linebackers in the middle of the field. Without them, it becomes a little bit more difficult. So, if the offense runs the way it's supposed to run, I think the offensive line is going to be fine. I don't think this offensive lineman line is like the 80, 86 Redskins or something like that. But I, I think this offensive line is fine. And I, this is a team that was, let's see, third in the country and rushing the ball last year with a chance, as we talked about in the first segment, of bringing in an additional running back to help this room. I think this offensive line is going to be fine. And I think everybody needs to give them time to gel, and the offense and everything needs to be designed to make their job easier. The offensive lineman's job should be easy. If you, if you make it difficult for them, your offense is going to struggle because they have potentially the most important job on the field. Without them, there's no hope. The SEC is and always will to be decided on the offensive and defensive line. Just the way it is. And this offensive line, if they can hold their own, if you make it easier on them to do this by getting rid of the ball quickly and doing things like that, you have a chance for the, for this unit with these skill players to become a next level offense. And that's something we all want to see. Anyway, coming up in the next segment, we are going to have Tom Vanderford. We're going to talk Ole Miss sports. We're going to do our normal thing. And also, um, there might not be a video on Saturday and, and Sunday just because of the way everything worked out. But, you know, We'll have this week's video, and next week we're going to get into the defensive side of the ball next Friday, the special teams, and we'll see exactly what's going on with that. But you you can see the transfer portal is percolating, and the offense is in really, really good shape. Anyway, stick around. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube and now SiriusXM. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications, upvote, and comment down below. I'm here with Tom Vanderfield. And Tom, this just came through today. We signed a partnership with SiriusXM. And what 
the Locked On Ole Miss podcast will be on their app. Um, so that's not going to change. Um, so that moving forward is going to happen. They're going to advertise on the show during its like live football games in the fall. So you'll be listening to an Ole Miss game, and they'll talk about the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And I have been added as a primary for like the college channel shows that they have to be interviewed as a person talking about Ole Miss sports. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty big day and I'm pretty excited, man. That's awesome, man. That's wonderful news. Wonderful day. It just continues to grow. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. 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 We added the super fast internet. Um, and it, which is awesome. I can upload like 25 gigs worth of a video file in under two minutes. It's pretty, pretty great. Oh, um, that's wonderful. That's yeah. Big yeah, upgrade. I got, yeah. I got five gigabyte um, per second or something like that upload. It's, it flies. It maxes out every piece of equipment in the South is, is in this house. It's pretty great. Um, but we have a lot of stuff coming. We have the expansion coming to the After Dark channel. We have a new sponsor coming. And this is a huge month for everything revolving around After Dark LLC. And that is that is the um, company that we have created to conglomerate all of this stuff is After Dark LLC. And yeah, we're, we're growing, we're building, we're talking to accountants. It's a mess this month, man. Hey, that's good, though. That's progress, you know. And it yeah. shows that you've got a good product. I know I enjoy uh, watching it and partaking as well. I know a lot of people that that are regular listeners to the podcast. Uh, and it's something that was needed. Yeah, thank you very much for that. And anybody that's listening, hey, my DMs are open. If you guys want to be on the show as well, if you have a perspective to add, hit me up. I, Tom can vouch for me. If you have something to say, I'll put you on the air. It's that's that's just the way it is. Anyway, let's tr- transition back to Ole Miss sports because this is an Ole Miss sports show. It's not a Steve show, uh, but Ole Miss baseball is in Missouri. They played last night. The series is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's a situation where Ole Miss needs a sweep. Now, the first weekend of the SEC season, Missouri swept Tennessee, but since then they've won two conference games. And if I think Ole Miss needs a sweep on the road in Columbia, Missouri, for us to continue to move forward. But if they do, with what's going on in Alabama and the fact that Auburn has trouble winning in Oxford, they could go on a little bit of a run, I think, at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. And then you got to look at, you know, who our competition is to get into Hoover. Um, I was looking at that recently and – yeah, I was, of course, mainly just zoned in on Mississippi State, but they've got a much tougher schedule than we do uh, in the SEC on the back end. So that's all, that's also something to look at. I think uh, sweeping Missouri and, and that schedule that, that they've got at State uh, could propel us if we do what we're supposed to uh, into Hoover. And who knows from there? Um, one thing that that's is sad that that you know hunter elliott's had the tommy john surgery but yeah you know he probably you know needed it and i'm more concerned about the young man than i am especially the way the season's going and you know he could always rebound and i just wish him well yeah 
Yeah, it's a shame because him having the surgery now basically means that next season's lost as well, and he's going to go pro as he should. And so we've probably seen the last ball pitched by Hunter Elliott at Ole Miss. It's just, it's a shame. Yeah, I think so. But you know what? Hey, the guy is partially responsible for our first natty, so you've got to wish him well. And you know, it's 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 bittersweet. You know, it's bittersweet that that you know this is Gonzo's last year and some other things, and we've had problems, we've had pitching issues. But it's you know, it it could be lot it could be a lot worse, you know. Yeah, and you know it will determine this season and Hoover. If Ole Miss sweeps this weekend, the odds of them making Hoover are actually quite good because Georgia, I think, has Tennessee and LSU left, and Ole Miss would only need to pass one of them in Mississippi State to go to Hoover and they'd have a, I think they'd have a pretty decent chance of getting the Georgia yeah, Bulldogs. You in Arkansas, I think. So they, you know, state's got a rough road to hoe too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just remember with the state, the, um, they might be a game ahead of us in the standings, but they have the tiebreakers. So we needed to do at least a game and a half type situation in the swing. Right. So, Let's change um, the story just a little bit. And I haven't talked about the quarterbacks um, very much on the podcast lately. I've been giving people a break from the quarterbacks because after the spring game, I literally got the comment as like, oh, crap, Steve's going to talk about this for four months now. And it's absolutely true. That's exactly what I want to talk about. But I just wanted to give them a little bit of a break. So we're going position by position. But I do want to talk about quarterbacks in this video. And you have Jackson Dart, who probably is the leader at the moment, but he has a hole in his game. Spencer Sanders is going to compete for the job. He has a hole in his game. Walker Howard's hole is experienced. The only way he can fix that hole is to actually play. And I was just thinking about, you know, as good as this quarterback room is, it's kind of funny that we have all locked in on their flaws at this point, don't you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. But but the good thing about it is I think they're three really good competitors, and they've locked in on their flaws as well as Charlie Weiss Jr. and, and Kiffin, and, and they're going to do their best to try to fix those flaws. Um, like you said, the, the only flaw that, that Howard's got is he just doesn't have a lot of experience. He is something else. So I feel I feel really comfortable with with our quarterback depth. Um, you know, I saw where we were going to have a uh, some some visitors this weekend, and uh, I think one of them was a running back. That kind of surprised me. But oh, that's we, the um, what's his name? Logan Diggs, the kid out of Notre Dame. We yeah, talked, we talked yeah. about him on today's podcast a little bit. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He, uh, yeah, it's it's just a weird situation. I didn't think we needed more, but you never know. You know, he's the kind of coach that goes for the best available. Yeah. Uh, I saw. You know, we got the we got a kid from Liberty, another corner. Uh, we've offered some more corners, so you know we've we've been hit pretty hard by the portal. Uh, of course, one kid pulled out of the portal today. So that'll help as a depth piece. Um, the the kid from Southwest Community College, the Jack, 
is in the portal now. Yeah. That came to college oh. early. He got homesick. Now he's freaking out. He's in the portal now. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, it is, it is, you, it's bizarre. Yeah, you just can't ever tell, man. Mm. So it's... Uh, it's just nuts. Anyway, let's let's change gears now at the end. The Alabama baseball scandal. I mean, I know this is an Ole Miss show, but this affects right. Ole Miss because Ole Miss has to play Alabama, I think, either next weekend or the weekend after. Maybe the weekend after. And right. Brad, um, is it Brad or Brian? I think it's Brad Bohannon. Anyway, the coach at Alabama has been let go for basically – betting on games all the stuff that pete rose was accused of he did and and this is important and everybody needs to understand that they're like well they got all these um these betting services all over the place why can't they bet why is this such a big deal well the reason it's such a big deal is because the moment the competitiveness of the competition is called into question your sport's done it's over Nobody's going to be invested like they are now. And that's the reason Bohannon is getting, he got fired. He's never going to work in baseball again. And I mean, this is really close to a Black Sox type level thing that is happening. If Alabama football had done this and not Alabama baseball, the SEC would be done. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I, uh, you know, I'm I'm not the the largest Alabama fan in the world by 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 no means, but you know they've had a lot of problems this year. I mean, they had the murder on their basketball team, and you know they've had this this betting scandal, and you know there's just all kinds of weird stuff going on over there. And I, I, I'm I'm frankly I'm I'm surprised that they were as quick as they were with giving the guy the axe, but they had to. Mm-hmm. They had to. Yeah, like you said, he got a little Pete Rosie. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, you know, I'm, I'm not convinced that Pete ever bet on his own team, and I think this kid did, so that's, uh, that's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, we call it Pete Rosie. It may be Black Soxie. Yeah, it could be. It could mm-hmm. be. Yep. I mean, it's a situation where you cannot put any question. You cannot put the doubt in people's mind that this is this outcome is predetermined you can't do exactly. that because the moment it is it's gone and everybody's going to be like well people watch wrestling well people don't watch wrestling for the competition they watch it for the drama that's made up they watch sports exactly. because they watch sports because of the competition exactly hmm. two totally different yeah yeah that's that's the reason it pisses me off that Vince McMahon started calling wrestling sports entertainment and they're like, well, these oh, guys yeah. are these guys are athletes, and I'm like, well, yeah, athletes doesn't that doesn't mean anything. Just because something is athletic doesn't make it a sport. I can run right. to my it's, mailbox and be very athletic doing it. That's not a competition. No, no, that's 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 you know, and most of them are in good shape, mm-hmm. and uh, they're you know, but it's a show. Mm-hmm. It's a show. I remember. You know, years ago when my kid watched wrestling and I would watch it with him, and there was a guy named Mick Foley. Oh, you know, he was fifty different characters, but he was definitely not the most athletic guy in the world. 
you know, so, but, but that's how McMahon, he's a salesman. McMahon's Mm. a salesman. He's a, that's, that's his, that's his gig. Now, I don't know, you know, I, I had read on Twitter recently where I think he sold it to some other entity of some type, uh, the, the MMA people, I think they merged or sold out or whatever, but I, I'm not, I, you know, I may, I'm, well, you may lose viewers because we are, you know, in Mississippi, but when I grew up, I was a big wrestling fan, but yeah, I just don't have time for it. <laughs> Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show will be this interview. It'll be on their Saturday morning. It'll be their Sunday morning because this week we are pardoning our progress. We're doing a ton of stuff behind the scenes, so we don't have as many videos as we normally do. So we're going to put this video up on Saturday morning and on Sunday morning. Same thumbnail. So if you watch it on Saturday, you do not have to watch it on Sunday. Um and honestly, if you watch it on Friday with the Locked On Almost podcast, you don't have to watch it on Saturday or Sunday. But it is what it is. But we have to do that because there's not as many videos this um, week because of our pardon, our progress. Anyway, thank you very much, Tom, for stopping by. Um, always good to talk to you, buddy. And we'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.